0: The Louisville football team lost a key contributor at a position that was already thin in depth to begin with. We'll talk about that and much more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for a special end of your financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Want to take this time also to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Lockdown Level Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. It was announced on Wednesday afternoon that um, key contributor at cornerback, Greedy Vance, Was entering the transfer portal. We'll talk about what that means for the cornerback room, not only for the bowl game, but also moving forward. And then we'll focus a little bit on that bowl game, identifying the key players to watch for both offenses. Uh, But before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I am a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. You can follow my personal Twitter in the bottom left hand of the screen below in the graphic. You can also follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. As I mentioned, it was announced on Wednesday that defensive back Greedy Vance was entering the transfer portal, and it's a big loss for the Louisville Cardinals, and there's no other way to slice it. When you look at it, Strictly from a numbers standpoint, it was a position that was already thin to begin with in terms of depth and stuff like that. When you look at it for the bowl game, um, it's not necessarily that big of a loss for the bowl game, considering that Air Force is the number one rushing attack in the country. That triple option offense doesn't necessarily uh warrant a lot of passing, you know, so to speak. Um, Hasiq Daniels only has um I think it's like 980 passing yards on the season, completing less than 50 percent. So the Falcons are not necessarily that big of a threat through the air. But for the future, well, there's like I said, there is no other way to slice it. That it, this is a pretty tough loss in his quote unquote, in his uh, freshman season. He was a COVID freshman for those who, uh, who weren't aware. This season, 36 total tackles, um, had a fumble recovery, seven deflected passes. Uh, kind of struggled here and there throughout the season. I felt like um, opposing offenses in the ACC kind of uh, picked on him. Uh, so to speak, but I felt like he got better as the season went on. Uh, he kind of got thrown in the fire, so to speak, with kitrell Clark going down with injury against NC State, had to uh, step outside uh, or opposite of Chandler Jones, I should say, and start at that other cornerback position. But he was one that I thought was going to be primed for some, excuse me, excuse me again, some prime significant minutes uh, next season considering the number of the numbers crunch and there's not a lot of um, numbers in the cornerback room. When you look at what Louisville has on the roster or projected to be on the roster for next year, um, obviously if Chandler Jones and Catrell Clark both come back, you have your starting two right there. Um, Outside of that, it's mainly younger guys, Rance Connor, Derek Edwards, um, uh Kenai Walker all three were in that Flyville 2021 class outside of that there are no other scholarship defensive backs outside of um Juco transfer Trey Franklin who we're going to talk you know more in the off season about how I think he is you know primed to be one of the starters next year uh, there's some there, there's some rumblings of whether or not Catrell Clark is going to be back with the team next season. Um, I'm not here to um, you know entertain those or anything like that. Um, I'll acknowledge them that you know even you know with with, with the way college football is right now, and, and guys can go elsewhere and not have to sit out. You know, find better opportunities for themselves, so to speak, or that they believe are better opportunities. Um, but. You know, there's no other way to slice it that, you know, the Louisville Cardinals already needed to go get more help in the transfer portal uh, to try to address some immediate depth issues. Now it is um, almost required. It's pivotal. You know, you have to do so uh, because if Kittrell Clark or Chandler Jones doesn't come back, you know, you're forced with not only starting some guys that haven't necessarily played a ton of snaps but also, you know, you're you know, you're really banking on a, a, a lack of depth, so to speak. Um, in the 2022 class, the only defensive back that was brought in is safety D'Angelo Hutchison. And then they also have the safety MJ Griffin uh, transfer from Temple. So they've addressed the safety position. But, you know, it, it's very evident that the quarterback position was one of the you know, the top positions that they needed to address anyways. Now it is extremely critical. It's required. I mean, you have to get some more depth. Um, I would look to, you know, see Scott Satterfield, Brian Brown, and company. You know, pitching. You know, a lot of playing time next year for you know a power five starter or a guy that can come in like Kitrell Clark, um, at a smaller level school, but still a you know a big time standout. So it'll be interesting to see what names pop up over the next couple of weeks and next couple of months after the bowl season. But right now, it's kind of slim pickings. In the um, you know, the NCAA transfer portal in terms of defensive backs, especially in in you know as it is concerned with the cornerback room. So overall, I mean, I think that they have the talent to find their starters. I mean, I think you have you know, Kenai Walker is a guy that I think could be starting next year um, with a good off season. Trey Franklin has balled out uh, ever since Control Clark got hurt, and even before you know he was he was really making some plays. Um, then obviously, Chandler Jones and Kitrell Clark come back. which you hope they do? If they do, that that kind of alleviates some of that, um, you know, that concern. But uh, it, Brian Brown, the defense coordinator for Louisville, said in his press conference on Wednesday, it was kind of you know coincidentally right after um, you know Greedy entered the portal. Yeah, he said, look, you know, Greedy um, had some personal issues he needed to take care of and he wanted to move closer to home. So um, whatever those issues may be or even, you know, um, anything like that, we wish him the best of luck. Thank him for his time here. Uh, Hopefully he goes on to have a very, very solid career wherever he ends up before the Louisville Cardinals. It just kind of, um, you know, it's mainly dealing with the hits. And unfortunately, all programs across college football are dealing with attrition uh, more so now than ever. You know, Scott Satterfield essentially called it free agency. And if you don't, you know, comply with the times, you're going to get passed by. So, um, you know, those comments, you know, lead me to believe in what they've already done in the receiving or in the uh, transfer portal right now going to get a, a difference maker running back, two solid wide receivers. I'm sorry, a solid wide receiver and um, two solid defenders in and, um, and, um, <clears throat> Muhammad Sanogo and MJ Griffin. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I'm not going to necessarily get worked about just yet because they do have a lot of scholarships that they could throw out there. I, I would almost assume that they take probably two cornerbacks um, in the – uh transfer portal, like like I mentioned, there are none coming in in the 2022 re- recruiting class, which, um you know, you had three come in in 2021 recruiting class, but they still need to get numbers there. Right now, they're only, you know, at about, what, six guys on scholarship, or so, or somewhere around that number. So it's very critical. It, it's a tough loss, so to speak. I thought that Greedy um you know, played well for, um, you know, when you take into context of, you know, kind of being thrown into the fire, but uh, Chandler Jones, Cottrell Clark, both talked very highly of him at uh, Football Media Day back in August, so, you know, like I said, it, it, it's a tough loss. It's one of those that you just kind of had to deal with. I'm not going to be like the some of the fan base that I've seen out there that said, oh, you know, he, he kind of got burned a lot this year, and, you know, there were some times where opposing quarterbacks picked on him. I I I I acknowledge that, but also I think that um, you know there was a, a lot of um, potential there and, and a lot of good in store for the rest of his college career. So we wish him the best of luck. Um, Hopefully there are some new names that pop up uh, soon that we can talk about and uh, hopefully replenish the cornerback room. So uh, I want to switch tunes, kind of um, start talking about the bowl game again. I want to focus on the key players to watch for both the Louisville offense and the Air Force offense. We'll start with the Falcons first. Um, We'll do that right after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show NetSuite. So I want you to uh, imagine a, a scenario. So this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com/locked. Head to netsuite.com/locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that is netsuite.com From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 with local experts, betting advice, draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview began last Friday and will continue up until the national semifinals. So. Let's get back on into it. I'm um, talking about the two key players to watch for the Air Force Falcons offense. Um, when you look at, you know, the, the team statistically, especially in, in the rushing category, they have four players that have rushed for over 400 yards. Uh, two of them are the players that we're going to focus on here. That is quarterback Haseek, or Hazek Daniels and running back Brad Roberts. And I mentioned all year on this show i'm i don't necessarily like choosing quarterbacks as key players to watch because i think it's lazy it, it's pretty much you know an implied thing that yeah the quarterback is the key player to watch for any offense but when you consider this triple option offense and daniel's role in this offense i feel like he almost has to be you know 1a 1b when you talk about key players to focus on on the season like i mentioned only about um I think he has 932 passing yards on the year, five touchdowns, three interceptions. He's completing 45.7% of his passes, so not necessarily lighting the world on fire in that regard. But on the ground, second on the team in rushing yards, 705. He's got nine touchdowns to his name and has a long of 94 yards, so he has that big play. Capability. And one thing that I've been impressed with when when I've watched uh, some of the games, I, I've went back over the past week and, and kind of watched uh, the games uh, against Navy, against Boise State, uh, watched some uh, highlights against Army. And it's very clear that Daniels understands this offense to a T. He um, you know, he operates at a high level. His decision making is something that I think, you know, it is is one of those that you, you can't underestimate when running a triple option offense. You know, it can't get lost in the saw, so to speak. You know, how you know solid a quarterback's decision making is in the triple option offense. He does a very good job of not only You know, reading defenses, but also, you know, identifying gaps and getting through, like I mentioned, 94 yard, um, you know, season high for him on on the year. So going to be a player that Louisville has to stay disciplined for, like I mentioned, Um, when he does throw the ball, it's often short time routes. It's in third long situations. So when we talk about keys to the game. Uh, here in the next couple of days or next couple episodes, I should say, with the weekend coming up. Um, getting Air Force in third long situations is something that is going to be critical for the Cardinals defense. But overall, Daniels has been very solid this season and one of the prime authors to this um, you know book, this illustrated book that is this Air Force offense. very dynamic. Number one in the country rushing over three hundred and forty yards per game um, and they obviously spread it out um, you know Daniels is a player that when you look at what he's doing he's averaging five yards per carry which is uh, kind of a little bit down there on the team but you know when when you consider he's got the uh, one of two players with over 100 and 100 carries on the season it's not necessarily something that is going to catch you off guard so Haseek Daniels is the number one key player to watch. Number two, or I guess you could really call him one B, is Brad Roberts, the junior running back, five foot 205 pounds out of Arvada, Colorado. On the season, I believe he is um he's either thirteenth or fourteenth in the country in rushing yards, twelve hundred and seventy-nine on the year, averaging four point six yards per attempt, thirteen touchdowns, which leads the Air Force Falcons rushing attack. Um and really, for being honest, you can kind of circle this whole rushing attack as players to watch. Uh, but very good at identifying holes. They pack a very deadly and lethal one-two punch with the cornerback and running back duo. Um, the fact that they utilize the wide receivers in the blocking the way they do, the fullback is is extremely critical as well. But Brad Roberts is one of those players, um, you know, I'm interested to see how he does against this Louisville defense, considering the players that Louisville has played throughout the season that are high up on the rushing yards attempt outside of Chris Rodriguez, who had a big day. Mateo Durant for Duke, not necessarily all that great of a day. Had a lot of his um, yards at the end of that game against the Cardinals, and Sean Tucker didn't do necessarily all that you know great as well. And you look earlier in the year, on Ely, not that solid. I think he had like 30 yards for Mississippi in the season opener. What I'm getting at is all season long, Louisville has done a very solid job of you know containing a team's top running back. However, it's going to be a little different. You throw everything out the window with this matchup, considering the fact that you have to go up against an offense that is completely geared toward running the football, and it's completely geared toward deception. We talked about how discipline is at the forefront of what you need against a triple-option offense, and um, Hasek Daniels and Brad Roberts do a great job of uh, not only you know doing their part in the deception aspect of it but it's capitalizing on that deception he only has a um you know season long of 33 yards but he's a very strong runner a very good sized um, able to bounce through the tackles doesn't have you know elite speed or athleticism but he can read um, opposing defenses he understands how to shoot the gaps and he does a very good job. Just an overall solid running back that runs, hard, so that runs hard, a player that you will have to make sure that you wrap up and take down because uh, leg tackles are going to be tough to take him down. And if you, you know, yards after, um, you know, the first initial hit is a true phenomenon, especially against a team that is very well disciplined and a very high effort team in the Air Force Falcons. So when you dive into it, um, you know, it, it's hard to really pick anybody else. uh DeAndre Hughes is a player that maybe you could, you know, look at. Uh, the wide—he's a wide receiver, but he's got 471 yards, um, on the ground. Emmanuel Mitchell as well, 421 as a fullback. Um, and then you have Micah Davis, wide receiver as well. But it's kind of a um, you know, one-two punch. Like I mentioned, for the Air Force Falcons that have a lot of complementary pieces that get you know, uh, plugged in when needed. So. Very solid offense, and it's going to, um, you know, be. I-, I would assume you know there's two names written on the uh, Louisville defensive um, team meeting room's whiteboard, and that is Isaac Daniels and Brad Roberts. Obviously, more uh, than just those two, but when um, we talk about the heart and soul of this offense, it is evident to see where the production comes from. So. We're going to transfer over into the Louisville side of things. And who are the two players to watch for for that offense? We'll get to that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. It's had, it's had you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and toward the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action. Head to the updated website or user mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available bet online is simply where the game starts two players i want to focus on for the louisville offense and it all kind of stems from the lack of of depth in the receiving core right now with the transfer transfers I should say of Jordan Watkins and Justin Marshall the two players to watch for are tight end Marshawn Ford and wide receiver Amari Huggins Bruce I was thinking about going with Malik Cunningham in this one like I said obviously I don't want to go with the quarterback obviously he is a player that we have to watch out for the running back committee um, yeah, you're, you're going to want to see some production out of Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, George, Jordan, Maurice Berkeley, Aiden Robbins, uh, whoever gets their number called, so to speak. I also went kind of back and forth on the offensive line. Um, but it's kind of hard to signal out to just one player on the line. So I went to the receiving court and just made too much sense. Um, obviously there are two spots open uh, of players who, you know, this season were, were, you know, big contributors, Jordan Watkins, let, uh, was second on the team in receiving with five hundred, excuse me, five hundred and twenty-nine yards. That is one less yard than Marshawn. For Justin Marshall was also in the top five. He had three hundred and twenty-two yards. They only combined for five touchdowns. However, uh, Harrell has that by himself. Amari Hoggins, Bruce has four. But Marshawn Ford is my number one player to watch for the Louisville offense simply because, in times of uncertainty, even though you have guys, you know, younger guys that have proven themselves throughout this year, like Harold, like Amari Huggins, Bruce, et cetera, Marshawn Ford is the safety blanket for Malik Cunningham. Ford, over the past couple of seasons since 2019, has been one of the more reliable pieces in Scott Satterfield's offense, both as a h back in situations to where he's blocking for the rushing attack and also out in the open as a receiver. I look for him to be a guy that is relied upon a lot against a very solid defense. It's going to be about leading by example and I think that who better do who better to do that than the walking mismatch and matchup nightmare. Too big to be a receiver, too slow to be a tight end, as some would say. Um, obviously, probably not many people say that. I think he's, um, you know, with the way receivers are now, you can be probably about six foot eight and be a receiver. But, um, you know, very good hands. He's got the receiver-like abilities, that quickness for his size. But, you know, he is uh, definitely more than just a tight end. I don't like to put him in a box because I feel like he he does a little bit of everything. Let's just go with your know, versatile playmaker, Marshawn Ford. Um Like I said, I think that um, in a game to where there is no Jordan Watkins who um, this season, like I said, uh, second on the team in receptions, second on the team in total yards, and then you have Justin Marshall as well who was a big part of the offense, uh, respectively, in context. It's going to be about relying On the players that you've relied upon all year long, and since Malik Cunningham, and you know since 2019, Malik Cunningham has relied a lot on Marshawn Ford. I think that we're going to see a little bit of uptick in targets and production in this game because Air Force has a top 20 defense with the seventh best passing attack in the country. So, or I think it's the seventh best pass. Actually, I think it might be the thirteenth best pass. It's top 20, top 20 passing attack. So this defense is very stout. They don't give up a lot of big plays. Um, they make you work for things, so it's going to be a tall task for this Louisville offense, regardless. But I think that Marshawn Ford is going to be a player that's relied upon a lot. Another player in a different, you know, situation is Amari Huggins Bruce. I think that this could be his, you know, coming out game. You know, of you know, coming into being a star here at Louisville. I think that you know I, I've come continually, pre- you know, prepared. Compared him to Indianapolis Colts great T. Y. Hilton. Ever since he got, ever since he committed to Louisville, T. Y. Hilton has been my comparison because of that home run ability. Because when he touches the ball, good things usually happen. Scott Satterfield, the late late in the regular season, said, "Look, we are trying to find ways to just get him the football." Get him the ball in space, whether that is out on wide receiver screens, balls out in the flat, over the middle, deep balls. Regardless, Amari Huggins-Bruce is primed to be a star at the University of Louisville. I think that this could be the game that kickstarts that stardom. And, um, you know, what better way to do that now with, you know, more... Targets going around, you lose, you know, you know, your two of your top five receivers, and some guys have to step up. One of those guys is gonna be Marshawn Ford. We know that. We've seen that. You know, he's stood the test of time over the past three years. Over and over and over. When Marshawn Ford's number gets called, he rises to the occasion. It's time to see that with Amari Huggins Bruce. He's had some flashes, some complete brilliance this season. I mean, we saw what happened against Easter Kentucky. There's times where he's caught multiple touchdowns this season against other teams. This is going to be the game. I, I would not be surprised if, You know, if someone came to you, Dalton, what's your hot take on the game? Give us a random statistic that would be viewed as a hot take. I think Amari Huggins-Bruce is going to go for over the century mark in receiving yards this game. Will he catch a touchdown? Well, that's yet to be seen, but I think he's going to go over 100 receiving yards against the Air Force Falcons. I just think with the opportunity there, you know, Scott Satterfield has already tried to get him the ball more. Now the floodgates open uh, with guys at wide receiver needing to step up because there is um, it's a thin room right now. You know, D. Wiggins isn't there right now. Devon Mortimer, uh, Chance Morrow, um, Maurice Turner, etc. Uh, Chris Bell. You know, the list goes on. So I look for Marshawn Ford and Amari Huggins, Bruce, to kind of lead the receiving attack. Um, you know, with Malik Cunningham. And ultimately, it, it, I think it's going to be a pretty good day for the Louisville offense. It's just going to be a matter of, of stopping that Air Force offense. So We talked about what greedy advances transfer means for the Louisville cornerback room, not only for the bowl game, but moving forward into next season. We also identified the key players to watch for the for the Air Force Falcons and the Louisville Cardinals. Tomorrow's episode will be about the defensive side of the ball and um, you know all that good stuff. Before we get out of here, a couple quick shout-outs. Uh, first to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can follow that, uh, you know, at CardinalSportsZone.com. Uh, the great episodes, there, great content. Also, the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by Your Boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can check that out on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Um, this isn't Louisville related, and I know that uh, unfortunately tragic things happen. Um, you know, every you know, pretty seemingly every day. Unfortunately, um, but. Some things that kind of draw you back. Um, for those who don't know, my sister plays softball for Georgia Tech, and one of her teammates over the past couple seasons, uh, Brianna Roper, uh, who's now at uh, Mississippi playing as a grad transfer. Her, her brother, Robbie Roper, who is a cornerback um, for uh, Roswell down in Georgia, um, who um, had been getting some some you know increased college attention, uh, unfortunately passed away on um on wednesday so I want to extend my thoughts and prayers out to the roper family the the roswell family everyone that knew robbie and, and everyone um that um uh, was able to come into contact with them um so if you would uh, you extend your thoughts out also our thoughts are extended out to uh you know don wallman jeremy and uh, joe wallman's uh Father, as he battles with his his health his health issues, and he's kicking it out of the park right now. Um, Just at the end of the day, if I could say anything, it's just tell the people that you love that you still love them every single day because you just never know. And I know that this is a sports podcast, but sometimes it's bigger than sports. Um, and you, you never, you know, I feel like we keep coming back to this, um, this, this saying that you, you just never know and, and that life is too precious, but it, it's in times like this where, you know, this, the harsh and stark reality of that, you know, smacks us in the face and we pray and we think of those that are, are going through the pain of losing a loved one. Um, there's no, you know, easy way to slice that regardless. So prayers out to the Roper family, prayers out to the Walman family and any, anybody else that's dealing with loss, or any other tragic event. So that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. Stay safe, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow for the special Christmas Eve episode.